Hi, it's Rich Delancey, and I get a turn this week in the host chair here at Dealership Toolkits Toolkit Tuesday. Now, back before the internet, and I know it's hard to believe that there was ever a time before the internet, I used to get my news the old-fashioned way out of the newspaper. And one of the things that I enjoyed reading the most was Larry King's column in the USA Today. Now, Larry, the talk show host extraordinaire, had a way of writing that was a little unique and different. In fact, it was nothing more than sentences and sentence fragments randomly strewn together in no logical order. This was a typical Larry King column. Boy, the Dodgers have great pitching this year. Did you check out that new washing machine from Maytag? It really gets clothes clean. Al Pacino is overrated as an actor. I like ice cream. That was a typical King's Thing column. Well, this week for Toolkit Tuesday, I'm going to do my own version of King's Thing. Hopefully make a little bit more sense in the process. First, I'm going to talk about a story that I haven't seen get a lot of coverage that I think it's going to have a profound effect on Google AdWords in the automotive, marine, RV, and power sports space. Secondly, I'm going to bring you up to speed on some of the cool new things that are going on here at Dealership Toolkit. And lastly, I want to talk inventory, because I know inventory is on the minds of a lot of dealers out there. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And thank you for joining me today for Toolkit Tuesday. today, I want to talk about a story that's not getting a whole lot of coverage and one that I think will have a profound effect on the way dealers handle their Google pay-per-click advertising, especially in the automotive space, but will have ramifications in marine, power sports, and RV as well. I belong to a LinkedIn group full of digital advertisers who largely work in the dealership space, and we trade ideas back and forth. One of the complaints that often comes up in the group is Facebook and how strict they are trying to get ads approved if there's a payment in them. You see, Facebook has this rule, and it's a good rule, that limits the amount of targeting that can be done in ads that they deem are for a job or for housing or for credit. A payment on a car is considered credit because not everybody can walk into a car lot and get a lease for $149 a month. So if on a, a Kia Soul lease, for example, the payment was $249 per month, if you ran an ad on Facebook ads with $249 per month, you would have to put it under the special category, credit, in order for the ad to show. Now, every once in a while, you might get one by Facebook's uh, approval process, but by and large, they're pretty tight on what they push through. So if you have that 249 payment in there, you're gonna have to go under the special category. The only problem with going under a special category is this. Facebook restricts then the targeting that you can use. You can't target by zip code, you can't target by age, 
and you can use very little demographic data. Uh, for example, people who like baseball or people who are in market for a Kia. You have to use their generic standard demographic data, just like in-market car shoppers. Now you can upload your own customers and create a custom audience, but you can't use a lookalike audience. And if you had a particular saved audience that did well for your dealership, too bad. You have to use the one that will be approved by Facebook. On June 12th of this year, Google announced that they are about to do the same thing. They announced that they will be restricting advertisers targeting ads for jobs, housing, and credit. On face, that is an amazing idea and a fair idea and one that a lot of people can get behind. But here's the problem. If they take Google, Facebook's stance that a payment in an ad is a credit ad, which it is, well, then you're going to be in a lot of trouble trying to target your Google pay-per-click ads. Now, imagine if you're a Lexus dealer. The last time I ran a Lexus account, and I'll be honest, it's been several years, but when I was running uh, uh, the great uh, Sam Scatterdays accounts up in, uh, in, in the Northeast, we were limited where we could run the ads. We had to stick to Sam and Lexus of Greenwich and Lexus of Mount Kisco's, um, what they call PMA. We couldn't run outside of their zip codes. And if we did, and every once in a while one would slip through, believe me, one of his competitors would be on the phone to the district rep at Lexus. Well, under this system that Facebook has, if the new Google system is going to be similar, you're not going to be able to restrict the ad now based on the zip code. So you will be running in everybody's PMA all around you. Now you can, at least on Facebook, go to the city or a radius, but radiuses and city ta advertising, sometimes within a city, there's three or four uh, of the same brand dealer that split up the different zip codes that make up their PMA. So at that point, a dealer's gonna have to make a choice, either limit the payment ads that are in their Google AdWords account, or keep their ads compliant and run stuff that's more generic, less effective uh, in order to stay within your PMA zip codes. There's a lot of dealers out there that invest the time, money into systems so that they can put payments, payments on the fly into ads. And this is going to hurt them. Over on the RV side of things, or the marine side of things, it's going to have a profound impact um, because of age. Think about it. Somebody buying a Tiffin Allegro bus is probably not going to be an 18-year-old unless they're a rock star, right? The average 18-year-old would never buy a Tiffin Allegro bus. Most RV campaigns that I run, we restrict. We don't allow big Class A diesels to be seen by anybody under the age of 24, and a lot of times, not even under the age of 30. But if I have a payment in it now, I have to let that ad show to everybody. I can't use my best targeting. Tierra Yacht. How many 18-year-olds are going to go out and buy a Tierra Yacht? But now you would have to let that ad show. Now, the good thing is in RV and Marine, a lot of times on that bigger stuff, we don't see the payment ads. They're not quite as effective, but 
What does work sometimes on the bigger stuff is APR. If you're going to go out there and advertise a 299 or a 399 or a 421 or something, that could have an impact. Well, you're not going to be able to do that anymore. You can't say in that ad and keep it targeted to people under the age uh, or over the age of 30 that you can get this Tiffin Allegro for 2.15%. That's going to hurt an awful lot of companies out there. So the law has great intentions, but it impacts the way people do business, especially in the automotive side. Think about it. if you're on one of those automatic systems today that pulls in your inventory and, and automatically calculates the payments based on the newest incentives, you're not going to be, you're going to have to show your ads to everybody or you're not going to have to, you're going to have to take the payments out. Now, if you, some brands on this could be less impacted than others, right? If you own the Ford dealership and you say, hey, on my F-150 truck, show it to everybody. I own the Honda. Let everybody see my Accord. Away we go. If you're searching for an Accord, you probably can afford it. But BMW, Lexus, the high-end stuff, is going to put the hammer to it. It's also going to put the hammer to targeting because then what happens? Does the manufacturer say, hey, you have to stay in the PMA or you're going to get a strike? Or are they going to let you put the payment ad in? It's going to be a tough question, and I look forward to seeing what uh, happens with this as Google starts rolling it out. But like I said at the top, this is a story that a lot of people aren't talking about. Next, I wanted to talk to you about something new that we have going on here at Dealership Toolkit. We've uh, talked about it in previous um, Toolkit Tuesdays, but now we're ready to launch and, and go live and start bringing more customers into one of our cool new technologies that we've been uh, beta testing which is known as Shopping Insight Technology. Now, what is Shopping Insight Technology? Quite frankly, we were talking about this the other day when we were putting the packages together, and I said what Shopping Insight Technology is at the end of the day is an alert. It's an alert that you can use to save a deal that's about to go south. And what I mean by that is what Shopping Insight Technology does is it follows up on all of your unsold traffic from the day before. Somebody walks into your lot, they take a test drive, they leave, and now where are we at with that deal? You're walking out to the salesperson, the salesperson said, well, they're going to be back in later today, or they're bringing back their husband. And a lot of times what happens is there's something going on between the customer and the salesperson that you don't know about, neither does the salesperson, quite frankly. And the salesperson can call again and again and again and again and again, trying to get a hold of the customer, and they just won't. What our team does is comes in from a CSI standpoint, gives you a call, following up, Mr. Customer, how was your experience yesterday? Did you meet the manager? Uh, did you like the car? Did you like the RV? Did you like the boat? Whatever. Following up on the sale, and here's the thing, in our beta test, people are blatantly honest with us. When we come in from a CSI approach, they tell us everything. Salesperson was eating a cheeseburger. It was dropping on, the juice was dropping on his shirt disgusted me, my wife and I left. True story. So what Shopping Insight Technology does is brings all this data into our brand new platform and it fires an alert to your entire management team. So upon us finding out about said cheeseburger, 
We're going to fire off an alert and your phone's going to beep and your watch is going to beep and your computer's going to beep and you're going to have the information you need to step in, TO the deal and prevent it from going south. Shopping Insight technology is a great addition to any dealership. We're putting out a very special uh, plan to get this up and rolling, $2.95 per month for the dashboard. If you say, hey, look, I can have somebody in-house make the calls, well, then they can make the calls, use the dashboard, fire off the alerts, or we can make the calls for you for just an additional fee. If you have any questions on um, SIT, go to our dealership toolkit website and we'd be glad to give you a demo if I want to touch on this week is inventory and I know touching on inventory can be a touchy subject right now because a lot of dealers in both uh, RV marine power sports uh, automotive are really struggling with inventory one of the things that we've seen to be very effective in helping this is reaching out to people and asking to buy back what you've already sold them in the past. Now, here's the thing. Even though right now sales are through the roof and a lot of different verticals, there's a percentage of our population that isn't uh, feeling comfortable about going outside and they want to stop making payments on something they're not using. And so what we're seeing is that in ads, especially like on Google AdWords, where typically when we run, hey, we'll buy your RV, we're getting stuff that's a little less than desirable, the stuff that nobody wanted to take the trade on, and now people are trying to sell it. So we're getting the, the 1976 uh, Shastas uh, that people are trying to sell back. But what we're seeing with the data recently is that we're getting 2018, 2019. This morning, uh, a lead came in for one of our dealers for a 2020 Jayco Greyhawk. Um, they couldn't have purchased that thing that long, but they don't want to go out and they don't want to pay on it anymore. So if you reach out and touch someone and say, hey, look, we'll buy it back and you make it easy for them, it could be a great way uh, for you to increase some inventory. Another good idea is with a, a company that I'm fortunate to get to know a little bit, uh, Scott Miller at RecVex. And if you haven't been to RecVex yet, RecVex is a really cool platform for dealers in the RV space that allows them to swap inventory or buy out inventory, much like uh, dealers in automotive do every day. In automotive, if uh, you, know, you don't have a car that somebody wants, a lot of times you'll look around and see if you can do a, a dealer buy or a dealer swap, but that hasn't existed in RV up until now. Uh, with RecVex, you can go in, you can see dealers that have put up their full line of inventory and what they'd be willing to offload it for is because much like not everybody's comfortable with going camping again, there are dealers out there that aren't comfortable heading in the winter carrying the floor plan. So they're looking to get rid of some stuff. So reach out to Scott and his group. They're very nice people and, um, and, and check out RecVex. It'd be a great way if you're an RV dealer to keep some additional RVs on the lot. Well, we talked a lot today on Rich's version of King's Things, and I appreciate you hanging out with us on uh, Toolkit Tuesday. We're going to keep firing these at you every other week on Tuesday. And if you have a subject or if you have a question or if you have some information you'd like to see on Toolkit Tuesday, reach out to us and uh, we'd be glad to, to either answer it on the show or build a show around us. On behalf of the entire staff here at Dealership Toolkit, 
thank you everyone out there all our great customers and all of our great prospects and anybody that watched this today we really appreciate you taking time until next time so long stay safe and keep selling the metal